Hello, everybody, and welcome to Church Online. So glad you're a part of today's online experience, and welcome to week two of our series, Good Suffering. We began a series last Sunday with these two words, good and suffering, two words that we don't typically believe that would belong together. None of us would say, I hope today is a really bad day. I hope everything goes wrong today. I hope I have a flat tire. I hope I have a little less money in my bank account than I thought I was going to. I hope I get demoted at work and so on and so forth. Most of us would not equate good and suffering together. However, the Bible teaches us that there are seasons in our life. I love to say seasons because seasons change. Sometimes it's hot, sometimes it's cold. And in our life, we live through seasons and it's ever-changing. Sure, we spend our time chasing the things that we think are going to be good or enjoyable, things that will bring us pleasure. However, all of us, it's common to us all that we face suffering in life. We live in a sin-fallen world because of the decisions of Adam and Eve. All of us will face uh, suffering and pain in this world. Yet, culture would tell us that you do everything you can do to be happy. You do everything you can to please yourself, have enough relationships, have enough money, acquire enough stuff, have the right house and the right car, all of the things that we try to do to provide goodness and happiness and enjoyment in our life. Yet, all of us still find ourselves facing suffering and pain and trouble in this life. But the Bible, when you look at the Scripture and the totality of Scripture, as many blessings as there are from God, and those are true, The Bible also tells us that, yes, we will face times of suffering in our life. Each and every one of us will face seasons of difficulty. Now, even in the church world and church culture, oftentimes we'll learn that we're above and not beneath. We're the head and not the tail, that we're blessed and highly favored of God. And if you have enough faith, you won't face any problems or trials. And if you just believe hard enough, you can skip all the things that most ordinary people have to go through. But I'm here to tell you today, when you rightly divide the Word of God, as Scripture teaches us to do, you'll learn that we all face trials, troubles, and suffering in our life. But there's good news in it because the Bible teaches that it's actually good for us. Last week, we learned about the proper perspective, what God views about suffering in our life, and all the ways that God uses it. If you missed it, I encourage you to download the church app, and you can go find that message right there on the app. But this whole series is coming out of 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 12 and 13, and here's what it says. Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials that you're going through as if something strange were happening to you. Instead, be very glad. If you can where you are, underline that word glad. For these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it's revealed to all of the world. The Bible says, hey, don't be surprised. Don't be caught off guard. Don't let this catch you by surprise that you're going through something. And I know what we think, but God, I prayed. God, I believed. I went to church. I served. I did everything that you told me to do, so why am I facing this. And then we begin to put wanted posters of God on our wall. We begin to blame God for something, frame him for something that he's not responsible for. We said it last week, God does not cause all things, but God will use all things. And that's why the Bible teaches us that it's actually for our good. Be very glad when you face trials, troubles, temptations, sufferings, 
of many kind. So there's good in our suffering. Today, I titled your message, Purposeful Pain. There is nothing that God does that is without purpose. And in the midst of your pain, maybe today in the middle of what you're going through, God's got a greater purpose in it than you could even have imagined. Today, our big idea is we're going to unpack this thought that maybe God is allowing you to experience what you're experiencing, this good suffering, so that those people that are around you watching your life reflect the very person of Jesus. Maybe God wants to use that to be an impact in the lives of others. All through the theme of Scripture, and especially the life of Jesus, is that it's not all about you. It's not all about me. That my life is here today to be lived on purpose, to make a difference for the lives that are around me. So today, we continue to look at the perspective of God. The proper perspective, we're going to see that there's purpose in our pain through today's message, Purposeful Pain. So let's pray together. Father, we love you. We thank you for the word that you're giving us today, the way you challenge us. Thank you for making sense of the difficulty that we're going through, the suffering that we face. And thank you for helping us learn that it is, in fact, good for us. And today we'll learn it's good for others. Thank you for your word today, for bringing us clarity. Thank you for encouraging us and strengthening us in your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want to give you a story today out of Luke chapter 23. We're going to spend our entire morning, our entire day, there together in this chapter. Now, now, through the progression of Luke 23, we're going to pick up where Jesus is actually on his way to the cross, and then we're going to experience a moment with Jesus while he is on the cross. And we're going to learn how Jesus himself endured suffering, how Jesus himself handled the suffering that he was going through, the perspective that he had, and understanding it wasn't just about him. And then I'm going to show you three things that I believe Jesus demonstrated in the midst of his suffering that God wants us to be able to demonstrate to people who are around us the qualities of this suffering that is good for other people, the purpose behind it, to give away to those who are around you. So Jesus had three things in the midst of of his suffering. Number one, I want you to write this down. Jesus had proper perspective. Jesus had a proper perspective about suffering. Last week, we learned God's perspective about suffering in our life, and Jesus very much understood the perspective of suffering that God had. Look at it with me in Luke 23, verses 27 and 28. It says, a large crowd trailed behind, included many grief-stricken women. But Jesus turned to them, and this is where it's important, and he said, Daughters of Jerusalem, don't weep for me. If you can, underline that statement. Don't weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. Now see, Jesus is in a moment where he is being taken to the cross. He knows what his fate is. He knows what is coming of his life. He knows that the end is there, and he is about to suffer. And he is gathered by all of these sweet women who are following behind him, large crowds of people. And the Bible says that these women are weeping because of the pain that Jesus is about to endure. See, they had done nothing wrong. It's just like hopefully you and I would be, that our compassion, that our heart would be breaking for somebody that we love. We're watching somebody that's about to be tortured, somebody who has been falsely accused and falsely sentenced to death. And yet Jesus stops in the moment. 
And he does something that I'm afraid that many of us today won't do. In our culture, especially when everything is about us and the way we feel, and you've offended me, and you said that against me, and you did that to me, and we're not going to be friends, and I'm going to cancel you. But no, in that moment, Jesus did something so countercultural, so far from the sin nature of who we are. And Jesus said, hey, wait a second. Don't weep for me. Don't cry for me. He said, you need to turn your attention. He said, this is not about me. In that moment, Jesus recognized that this was not about him. That ultimately, it was about me today. All the way here in 2022, Jesus knew in that very moment that the pain and suffering that was headed his way was not about him in that moment. The tears were not to be shed for him. He understood the perspective of God, that God was using it for something. And ultimately, it was about Brandon in 2022 to be able to save me and rescue me from my sin and reconnect me to a relationship with God. Today, Jesus knew that it was about you. He knew that it was about your life and about your sin and about your forgiveness and about your relationship with God. Jesus had a proper perspective to the suffering that he was facing. Today, I just want to ask you, have you ever taken a moment just to frame a proper perspective around your suffering? If you missed last week, I'm encouraging you to go back and really dig through all of that content and allow God to give you those five things, the perspective that God uses in our suffering. Because this is what Jesus is illustrating to us, living out and walking through right in front of us. I want you just to write this reference down, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. There's a reference here where Paul is talking about uh, the suffering that they're going through. Paul's talking about all the difficulty they have faced. Paul was an early starter of the early church. He began planting and developing churches and training leaders and training pastors. And because of this, he faced a lot of suffering. Because people hated Jesus, they also hated all the disciples and all the apostles and all the work that they were doing. But Paul says something so incredible in this chapter. He says, hey, look, but I recognize that none of this is really about me. You see, he understood that his suffering, all the pain that he was enduring, that season of his life was not just about him. He knew that he was building the church, the very thing that Jesus said that he was going to build. Jesus said, I came to build my church. And so Paul, as he's carrying out this work today, our church here in this moment that we love God through and that we serve people through and we worship in, all of those things happen because of people like Paul. In the very beginning, setting a foundation for the church to exist. You see, the perspective of your life, when you change the perspective, things change. Today, what is your perspective? What is your vision in the middle of your suffering? Some of us have to wear contacts or glasses. You take it off, and it's just blurry. You don't have that clarity. But when you provide the proper perspective, the right clarity, it changes everything that you see. And today, I'm encouraging you to get the perspective that God has for you. Live out the perspective as Jesus did and recognize that maybe the day you're suffering is not about you. Number two, write this down, is that Jesus had a proper posture. Jesus had a proper posture. A posture is an attitude. A a, a posture is an approach to something. Look at what happened in Luke 23 and 34. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. You see, Jesus is on the cross And Jesus is able to say, hey, Father, forgive the people who just beat me. 
Forgive the people who are chanting, crucify him. Forgive the people that led me to this cross. Forgive the people who betrayed me with a kiss. God, forgive these people for they do not know what they're doing. You see, I'm not talking to you today in this moment about forgiving somebody specific. We're going to get there in weeks to come. But today what I'm talking about is it was the posture. It was the attitude of Jesus. Jesus laying on that cross, hanging there, did not have to say, all right, God, I need you to really help me. I need to be able to forgive these people. He wasn't wrestling with it in that moment. It was already who he was. He had this attitude. He had this approach to life. He had this posture that was all about forgiveness, to be able to say, this is not about the person who's causing the offense. It just so happens that all of this is so that people can be set free and eternities can be changed. See, listen to me. In that moment, all of those people that had caused all of this harm, all of this offense, all of this pain and all of this hurt physically, spiritually, emotionally to Jesus, it wasn't about those people. It was greater than those people. You see, had that not happened, Jesus would have never made it to the cross. And if Jesus had never made it to the cross, our sins would have never been forgiven. And if our sins were never forgiven, we would have never reconnected back to a personal relationship with God. You see, Jesus, because he had the proper perspective, in that moment with the proper posture of forgiveness, he understood that it was bigger than the people in the moment. Maybe, just maybe, all of those people who've caused those offense to you, There are some of us today that are still holding on to hurt and offense that were caused by our parents when we were just little kids. They said things to us. They mistreated us. Maybe they mistreated you physically, emotionally, verbally. You had some abuse that you took on that today is still controlling your life. And it has got you locked up in prison. And you need to be set free. Your attitude and your posture is, I'm not going to trust anybody else. I'm not going to get close to anybody else. I'm not going to trust another church. I'm not going to trust another pastor. I'm not going to trust another friend. I'm not going to trust another boss, another coworker. It's just me, and, and I'm alone. I'm a lone ranger, and I'm going to trust myself. That's the only person you can trust in this world. Well, see, so you've taken on a posture of hurt. You've taken on a posture of offense. You've taken on this posture that everyone is against you, and because of that, you have built these walls. And you will never experience God's best with that kind of posture in your life. Maybe you could think today of all the people who have caused offense and deep hurt in your life and go, you know what, maybe this hurt, maybe this suffering is beyond that person. And maybe, just maybe, it happened so that God would have a greater purpose and a greater use for my pain. Forgiveness is something that's un- for, uh, it's unconditional. There are no requirements. There are no rules for it. This posture of living a life, of being a forgiving person, you don't have to have people take advantage of you. It doesn't mean that you have to just take and take and you can let people dump on you. It doesn't mean that you resume relationship without some sort of change. But here's what it means. It means that no matter what happens, nobody is going to lock me in a prison because of the offenses that they give to me. You live it unconditional. People don't earn it. They don't deserve it. They can't bargain for it. Listen, forgiveness is not based on a promise to never do it again, you offer forgiveness to somebody whether they ask for it or they don't. That's a posture. Your posture, your attitude, and your approach to it all says no matter what happens today, nobody's going to steal my joy. 
no matter what happens to me today, no matter what offense comes my way, it is not going to rob me from my relationship with Jesus. I know that even in this suffering, I know that even in this moment, that God has got my back. We said it last week. God uses all things for our good. And because he uses all things for our good, it means all things. So even in this offense... My posture is going to be that God's going to redeem it and that God is going to use it. And then number three, Jesus had a proper purpose. Proper purpose. You see, Jesus had this perspective of what God could do with suffering. Jesus had the perspective. He understood that God would use it to direct us, to correct us, that he would use it to inspect us. All the things that we discussed last week, Jesus knew that that was a part of it. Jesus had this posture that said, hey, look, no matter what offense that you all cause to me, no matter how much you scream at me, no matter how much you yell to put me on this cross and to abuse me, I've got a posture that comes from God and God alone who enables me to do it, the power of the Holy Spirit that gives you the ability to do what you cannot do on yourself. Hey, Jesus said, I'm going I'm to live. I'm, it's not going to hold me back. I know what's on the other side of this suffering. And what drove him through it all was his proper purpose. The Bible says in Luke 23 and 39, as he's laid on the cross, as he hangs there, one of the criminals that's hanging beside him scoffed and said, so you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself and us while you're at it. I love this moment because here's Jesus. He's on this cross as if he's not had a bad enough day already. I mean, just think about it. You think about all the emotional struggle and pain that Jesus has been through. The Bible says when he was in the garden, his sweat became drops of blood. Now, that is literally a a condition of extreme stress, uh, literally where things begin to burst under your skin, under the pressure, and you begin to bleed instead of sweat coming through your pores. It is scientifically said that only the most extreme stress and anxiety, fear and worry, can cause something like that. So Jesus is in the garden, and that's how stressed out, how freaked out he is about what's about to happen. He's already said to God, hey, if there's any other way that we can do this, hey, let's do that. But I submit to you, God. His best friends, the disciples, they're falling asleep on him. They can't even stay awake and pray for him while he's in the worst moment of his life. Then he has hecklers all the way to the cross. People are beating him beyond recognition. He is brutally placed on a cross People still yelling and screaming at him. And then over beside him is a criminal heckling him at death. Think about this. This guy is in his last moments. And he's spending his last moments heckling the Son of God on the cross. Hey, if you're really the Son of God, why don't you save yourself? Why don't you take yourself off this cross if you're so powerful? If you really are who you say you are, why don't you just set yourself free? Isn't that the way life works sometimes? That when you feel like you're down, somebody just wants to come and just kick you a little bit lower? When you think it couldn't get any worse, then somebody comes along and says something to you and you can't believe that they said it? You thought, what worse could happen today? All that could happen has happened in this season. And then you get one more storm. Then one more thing begins to take place. But see, Jesus knew his purpose. There was nothing going to shake him. Nothing was going to detour him from achieving and pursuing the purpose that God had placed on his life. That's why in that moment, 
There was nothing that they could say, nothing that they could do that would prompt him to do something outside the will of God because Jesus said, this is bigger than me. This is bigger than this moment. This is bigger than you sitting on that cross and heckling me. This is about eternity. This is about lives being touched. This is about people's experience with God. This is about their eternity forever. So I am going to stay true to the course to what God has purposed for my life. Jesus very well could have taken himself off of that cross. Jesus had all the power to do it. He was the Son of God. Yet he submitted himself to the Father. Why? Because it wasn't just about him. What would happen today if we really embraced the life that Jesus lived and we really began to live our life on purpose, understanding that my suffering today may not just be about me? So instead of just begging God to do something for me, what if I said, God, in the midst of my suffering, may somebody else's life be encouraged? May somebody else's life be impacted in a positive way. What if I got beyond my own circumstance and looked around and realized other people are struggling too and they may need help just like you? Now listen, as Jesus was on that cross, he knew that he had purpose. And he began to express it in just a few words. And these few words that he gives to the thief on the cross who submitted himself to Jesus that day, I believe is the very pattern of life that God wants us to live in the midst of our suffering that will impact the lives that are around us. I want to give you three things that Jesus gave on the cross that God wants you and I to give to others. Number one, write this down. Jesus gave stability. Jesus gave stability. Jesus is talking to a thief on the cross, not the one heckling, but the other one to his other side who was submitting himself on the cross that day, who was asking for salvation through Jesus. Here's what Jesus said. Jesus replied, I assure you. Very simple. I assure you. You see, in that moment, you have one person who is literally in his darkest moment, the worst of the worst, his life on this earth, physically was coming to an end. He knew that it was all over. But what he knew even more importantly than that was that the one hanging beside him was the true Son of God. And as he is looking to Jesus for help, Jesus says, hey, listen, I've got you. Don't you worry. I got you. We're going to get through this. Look, this temporary moment of suffering will pass. Eternity is coming. There's a greater purpose. There's that perspective. His posture to this thief on the cross, hey, I got you. You're with me. He knew his purpose was to help people get to God. And even in his dying moment, Jesus was doing that physically on the earth with that, hey, I've got you. Look, there's some people who are watching our lives. Listen to me. If you're a believer, if you're a Christ follower, listen to me. It's not always going to be easy. You cannot collapse. You can't give up. You can't throw in the towel. You can't give in. You can't be disappointed in God. You can't get mad at the church. You can't just stay in the bed every time there's a bad season of your life. I have had many bad seasons of my life, but that's just what they've been. They've been seasons. I've been in it, I've been through it, and I've been to the other side of it. Today, people are watching your life. If God is who he says he is and can do what he says he can do, people are watching that to be expressed through your suffering. People are watching. Jesus said, I've got you. You can count on me. I'm going to be strong. I'm going to get through this. Why? Because I'm a child of God. 
Yeah, he's the son of God, and so are you. You're a son of God. You're a daughter of God. You belong to him. And just what God did for Jesus, God will do for you. It's temporary. Hey, listen, Jesus went to that cross. He endured it. But what happened? Three days later, a miracle took place, and he exited that grave, and he returned back to heaven in a place of absolute perfection. God will do it for you. Don't crumble. Stand firm. Trust God. Lean on God's promises because even in the suffering, God's promises are true. At the end of this series, we're going to learn. We're going to go back and look at many of the promises of God. And they're true for you. But listen, people are watching you. They're watching your faith. The Bible says God gives peace that passes all understanding, that guards your heart and guards your mind. It passes all understanding. It doesn't make sense why you can be so peaceful in the midst of the storm. Remember Jesus was in the boat sleeping. There was a storm and the disciples are freaking out, but Jesus is asleep. Why? Because he had the peace. Because he knew. Because it's okay. I got you. People are watching you. People that don't know Jesus, they're not looking at Jesus. They're looking at you because you're the hands and the feet. You're the representation of Jesus. So Jesus had stability, and so must we. Number two, Jesus gave support. Jesus gave support. Jesus said, today you will be with me. In other words, hey, I I got you. I'm I'm stable, I'm strong, I'm a rock. You can can trust me, you can go the distance with me, and hey, I'm going to support you. Today you're with me. I got you. You're going to be with me. I'm going to support you. I'm going to be with you through the steps. What would happen if really when we start small groups and we have this fall small group semester, What instead of just going, well, I'm so busy, I got things to do. I got too much on the calendar. I don't want to sit with those people. I don't know those people. I don't know anybody. That's weird. I don't want to go to there. Instead of all of those random excuses that we give, what if you just said, you know what? I'm going through a difficult season, and maybe somebody else could benefit from my pain. Maybe somebody else would be encouraged to go, you know what? I'm just glad to know somebody else is going through it too. What if you went and sat in a circle with some people and just shared a little bit about your life? What if you were there just to pray with somebody? What if you were strong enough and stable enough to be able to support somebody else through their journey? Why? Because it's not just about you. Your pain is not just about you. Your struggle, not just about you. This season that you're in, this suffering is not just about you. Jesus was supporting other people in his dying moments. But man, some of us, it rains and we wanted sunshine and we can't even get through it. The truth is, we're very immature in our culture, even in our Christian life. We don't have a lot of maturity and it's time for us to grow. Be supportive of people. Let them know you're there, that you got them. It will go the long way, support people. And then number three, The most important thing, and this is what God's leading all of us to to begin with. This is what it's all about. Jesus provided salvation. He said, in paradise. Today you will be with me in paradise. What did paradise represent? What was Jesus talking about? He's talking about heaven. And you only get heaven through what? Salvation. And you only get salvation through what? Through Jesus. Jesus was saying, hey, you can trust me. I'm going to get through this. I'm going to support you through this. And in the end, we're going to see the payoff. We're going to walk into heaven together because of salvation in me. 
So here's the process that I want us to understand today. And I know this is, I know this is a little tough for us today to, to navigate, especially when you're going through a difficult season. You're like, I don't wanna, I'm not going to worry about anybody else. But that's our problem. Jesus had all of the excuses in the world to just be worried about himself. But he knew it was far beyond that. See, today, somebody's watching the suffering of your life, and they're watching your response. And when we respond the way Jesus responds... People go, wow, how can you get through that? How are you still so positive? How do you have so much faith? How are you so strong? And you go, you know what, I'm not. But God is, and he is helping me, and he is empowering me. And listen, I know you're going through a season, but let me tell you what God's doing for me. God can do that for you too. It opens up this door for you to reach people where they are to make a difference in their lives so that ultimately... They would say yes to relationship with Jesus and receive salvation in him. Today, there's purposeful pain. There's purpose to the suffering that you're going through. And therefore, it is good suffering. You've got to have a proper perspective. You've got to have that proper posture and understand the proper purpose behind everything that you're going through. Today, I want to pray for you. Look, I'm not minimizing your pain today. I'm not minimizing what you're going through. I'm just trying to tell us today that God does have good in the midst of your suffering. So today, I want to pray a few things today. Number one, maybe you're watching online and you don't have a relationship with Jesus and you're struggling to navigate all this and to get through all this. And look, I just want to tell you, saying yes to Jesus is the way to do it. People respond at church online let us know that they've said yes to Jesus and I would love for you to do that as well so today I'm going to pray that if you need a relationship with Jesus today would be your day I want to pray for everybody who's just struggling you're going through something I want to pray for strength for you today I want to pray for God's help his closeness just to be right where you are and then I want to pray that we would be bold enough strong enough trust God enough to allow him to use our suffering to bring purpose out of it not just for us for the good of other people. So Jesus, today, thank you for my friends watching online, listening by podcast. I pray in this moment that if there's any of us that does not have a relationship with you, that today would be our day. Jesus, we confess our sin. We confess that we've done it wrong and we need you. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for loving me. Today, I commit myself to follow you, to live for you, and to love you. Thank you for being with me today and thank you for salvation. God, I pray for all of my friends who are just struggling today. I know that there are people here today, God, that are just overwhelmed. And I just pray that your peace that passes all understanding, guard their heart, guard their mind, be with them right here in this moment today. So that all of us, God, could use the suffering that we're going through. God, take purpose out of it and let it impact the lives of other people. We want to live life on purpose, and we want every ounce of our life to be used for the good of others so that ultimately they receive salvation in you. Thank you for the opportunity to be used. We love you, God. We trust you in everything that we do. In Jesus' name.